You're listening to Kraken Fancast. The podcast for Seattle Kraken fans. By Seattle Kraken fans. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kraken Fancast. We are a Seattle's podcast by fans and for the fans. I'm your host, Chris Porter. I'm here with my colleagues, Jim Cockrell and Nathan Gunderson, back from Vegas. We'll hear more about his Vegas experience in a bit, and we'll also be talking a lot about Seattle Kraken hockey talk, of course. Before we get into that, we want to say big, big thanks to our main sponsor, the Angry Beaver, Seattle's number one hockey theme bar located in the Greenwood neighborhood of Seattle. If you're not going to the Kraken game, catch it at the Angry Beaver. All right, since our last episode, we've been cranking out some more episodes uh, a little little more frequently than we used to because uh, we can. And there's a lot to talk about, as always. Uh, we have two games since our previous episode and of course they they the Seattle Kraken lost their first two games and weren't looking too good uh what can I say these last two or the most recent two uh as of our recording uh they look better but uh man this team hasn't won a game yet only only San Jose Sharks and the, and the Seattle Kraken are the only uh winless teams in the whole NHL although uh the Kraken did at least get a point and I'll explain that in a sec uh, had a long little road trip there, and they finished that out uh, in St. Louis against St. Louis Blues, of course. Um, team team looked better, but uh, and uh, got skated to a one-one tie. Quite a quite a defensive display uh, in this game, uh, and and it went into overtime. Still tied at overtime, so they had to go to a shootout. Seattle Kraken don't have the best history with shootouts and that history continues. It was, it was the case here. They lost a uh, two to one in a shootout uh, loss. Uh, Jaden Schwartz um, um, uh, got the lone regulation goal, um, you know, and um, yeah, we just couldn't get any uh, goals going on. Uh, you know, uh, Maddie Beneers, Bjorkstrand, Everly uh, came up short on that. So um so only get one one uh, one uh, point out of that. Joey Decord in goal that day. That was his uh, debut uh, for the season, and uh, he had a he had a solid game. Um, but um, so did Jordan Biddington, and it was a little tough thing. So anyway, we'll be getting to that those details there. Uh, we're thinking, well, you know, they're coming back home. You know, they don't uh, they haven't had a good history on home openers. But tonight, you know, that night rather uh, could could be different. Maybe they'll beat. Colorado, there's a little angst going on with Colorado after that uh, hard-fought playoff run last year. Kelly Mockers, uh, uh, you know, hit on uh, Jared McCann, you know, and Jared being out for a while. There's there's a little bad, bad blood going on a little bit between those teams. And we're thinking, okay, maybe here's where they get their first two points, beating Colorado. We'd love to see that. Looking that way, maybe at first, you know, they, they started off with a one nothing. Kraken, you know, they're not always the first guys to uh, not often. It feels like uh, the first team to score. Um, Yamamoto getting that is his, his first goal in the Kraken uniform. Uh, Vince Dunn getting uh, the assist on that one. Uh, and then uh, second period looked a little worse. Avalanche took it over two to nothing. I'm uh, sorry, two to one. 
And then uh, the wheels really fell off in the third period and uh, with the Avalanche getting two more goals and Kraken losing four to one on that game. So uh, in the standings right now, as I indicated earlier, uh, our boys are in last place here. Oh, three and one. Uh, only the San Jose Sharks are, are near worse. Although San Jose has played one less game as of this recording. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's really young in the season, guys. Uh, you know, there's nothing to panic about, but uh, a little, little perplexed here. Uh uh, we watched the, you know, Jim, you and I, you know, we watched the St. Louis game uh, on the screen, of course, and we were in in attendance uh, with the uh, Colorado home opener and lots to talk about that. There's a lot of pregame stuff and things we want to share with you guys. But uh, Jim, I'll start with you and Nathan chime in uh, thoughts on those on those games. Well, if you go back to all four games, I've seen an improvement every game for, uh, since opening night. Although, uh, yeah, and they all have good numbers for the most part. Uh, for instance, you know, against St. Louis, two to one, like you said, one point game for a tie, losing in the showdown. Uh, Joey's numbers were fantastic. He had a 960 and an 092 save. Um, we outshot him. Guess what? Our faceoffs are up, guys. That's about the one bright spot in the last two games. Like, you know, the Bellamar little sub coaching seems to be working well. And I notice whenever I see video online, they're all somebody's always grabbing some video of faceoff drill work. So that's encouraging. Um, you and know, that was jump, just, and it, just to jump back to something you said, I, I meant to say that earlier, Jim. I'm glad you mentioned about Joey's numbers. Uh, you know, 30 saves, 30 saves out of 30, no. 31 shots. I mean, that was that was pretty sweet. No, he was super solid, you know, and that was a green card game. There was not much uh bad marks on that game other than they lost, they got a point. And I'll get back to some of the reasons that they're losing some of these tight ones here. Um and like you touched on the, the game we were at, the home opener, uh, you and I had met some people at the Modella Bar that we know, and we're discussing the game. And uh, we we all kind of agreed that, you know, it felt like a must win, didn't it? You know, you were already down. We had, You were winless in three. You're a home opener. You've never won a home opener. And, you know, the sky's not falling, but it's pretty darn gray in our minds uh, because we're not. I don't think we're prepared for this. I knew we, I, I think we all thought we'd have a fall off to some degree, but this early, you know, I like, I don't want to panic, but this schedule is not going to get any easier for the next, you know, filling out October. But, you know, I, I was looking at team notes on the um, Colorado game and there was plenty of green marks on that for sure. It was interesting, you know, Chris, we had just sat down and, and taken in the, pregame and then we got the game going and you know two minutes in here's Everly in a in a cuff on the glass and we're going oh what's going on there you know? oh Everly and O'Connor yeah getting in the room. yeah and so of course that goes back to you know technically last year's uh playoff with the the check from behind on Cogliano that you know had the neck fracture thing going on and it's almost like people forgot about that because it took took place I know, so we were thinking of Marka but that was that was a notable play that's right yeah, and you know he took a couple 
But good hits to the face, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see Ebbs in too many more fights. <laughs> no, no, no. But he knew he had to defend himself at some point, most likely. But And then, you know, we all knew that this is our only rival we have right now. I, that playoff match set it up for everything. We don't have any in our own division. This is it. And it showed, you know, the McCarr thing, like you said, with McCann. Um, and every time McCarr touched the puck, it was a carryover, just like the playoffs. You know, the, the boobers were just crazy all night. And, um, it you know, but other than that, it was pretty green game. Uh, there is some players that are struggling, obviously, uh, in the production department. A lot of players. Um, but I, I noticed Berkey was having a tough go of it all night with, with a lot of things going on. You know, puck possession, trying to do too much himself. Um Guys getting caught out of position. I saw a couple of plays that reminded me of 21 hockey. Uh, you know, a lot of strong side work, everybody loading the side, leaving that uh, right defenseman wide open, coming down the slot for that third goal last night. And remember, just before that, I had said, nice save, uh, a group hour on that. We both looked at each other a second later, and boom. And then those first two periods, you know, I mean, they were – I mean, even in the end of the game, I mean, the shots on goal, 38 to 28 in favor of the uh, Kraken. But the deficit was, yeah. the, the difference was even more, you know, that first, that first period, it just felt like, you know, Kraken in control a little more totally. even on, on the, on the second period. And then I don't know, this ran out of steam on the third, I guess, and it got a little closer, but it was super lopsided. Yeah. I'm, I remember saying to you in the third that I felt like uh, the, they were given a little taste of Haxel hockey medicine our way on the puck pressure system. Cause the yeah. four check was the cycle on that was just causing all kinds of havoc for especially Dumoulin and Schultz. They're having a, you know, that's our five, six pairing and they're having a bit of a rough go. They're not dialing in yet. And it showed big time. Uh, Cause you know, if you break it down, our, our, our number one pairing is pretty solid as usual. And number two is hanging in there. Our biggest problem, you know, is and we've all been stinking this up about the PP, but you know what? If you got a bad PP, that just means you got to start doing something on five on five, and that is not happening. And there's a lot of guys on this roster that need to start denting the twine because they should be. So, and, and of course, it's going to change. It's not going to stay like this. But we got spoiled last year with 20 guys scoring goals and the highest five on five in the league. And so on. And we knew it would drop off no matter what, because we were, you know, it wasn't sustainable. It was almost a freakish year, actually. But we've got to break out of this uh, pretty much nothingness going on right now. So, you know, so we need to break into the win column before that Thanksgiving. That yes. Thanksgiving, that that special moment <laughs> where, you know, you've said before, we've all talked about where if you don't have it going by Thanksgiving, you're not going to get it going We'll see what happens. Uh, one thing that Chris had mentioned about how in the first period of that Colorado game, how Seattle looked like they were in real good control. That's that's what I was mentioning earlier before we started. This was from what I got to see of the game was that, you know, the shots on goal for Colorado was next to nothing. I mean, I looked on there 10 minutes had gone by. They had two shots on goal and I kept watching, kept watching. And then it was intermission and then they got into the second period and they still kept that momentum. Yeah. You know, down and whatever, but I, I want to say it was some 18, 18 and a half minutes. Uh, and they only allowed f another four shots, but unfortunately two of those ended up going in and uh, I didn't see the first one. 
So I don't know exactly what happened there. Maybe one of you can tell me how that happened. Like one of those 20, you just said earlier, Jim, about, you know, 2021 hockey. I mean, there were these little defensive lapses or this weird thing. I'm just like, oh God, shades of two years ago. So those plays. Yeah. I mean, if you're playing green line hockey, which is what is a lot of going on here and you're losing games, you know, they're tight games and you're out playing them on numbers. It's coming down to a few things like, uh, turnovers at timely you know moments and then the i've noticed like last night the puck battles and the board work especially down low we were losing a lot of those and actually we were losing them in all three zones so and, and that's where berkey was having a big time struggle um i mean i love the guy but he's his game is not in shape you know and i know he had that injury and all but something's gotta go and then just you know just like i was watching tonight on a game and, and it's they were talking about our game actually suban was talking about our game and uh, he, it's it's attention to detail. You can play pretty much, you know, almost a perfect game, but a couple in this game anymore, a couple little miscues and boom. And that's what's that's how good Colorado is. You know, we were commenting on how quick and their size. And we've done this every year, Chris, when we've sat there and watched McKinnon and all those guys. And let's not forget, Greg, Gregor played a great game. I mean, our goalies are playing well. We, we made our him goalies look really great, well. but he played great. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, our, you know, we got to give credit to our goalies. They're starting out great. You know, you can give them an A on paper for all the games, technically, on the numbers. Um, but we're go, we've gone up against guys like Soros, Soros uh, and, and uh, Greg, Gregorev, and those guys are killing it, man. It's just like one's going to steal a game, and that guy's going to get the attention. So we're playing a game with just three or four little things that are causing some issues here. And they're just quick turnovers, boom, score. Well, and that's short, by the way. That shorty, you know, that's always going to piss you off, Chris. You know that unless yeah. you get it. Oh, and you. did it not feel like, even though that was the second goal and it was only two to one at that point, did it not feel like total deflated arena from that point on? It, it, you yeah. know, it was like, and holy that's, shit, that's we're what not happen in this game. Yes, no, absolutely. Yeah. Although I felt like they still had some fight left them. They really ran out of steam or or, or heart or whatever yeah. in the third period, but that yes, all of a sudden, just the, yeah. the game just went down a notch, or notches, you know, totally from there, their 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 effort, and you know, but to get to, but this is the amazing thing about 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 hockey, you know, and you know, as we saw, you know, they obviously they beat beat the Avalanche four games of three last year, so I mean, they know they can beat them, but. That's that's sort of I'm just kind of putting myself, you know, look, you know, I'm trying to put imagine myself on the ice with these. That's an intimidating team. You just said they're big, they're bigger, they're it's some quite a few of them are faster. I mean, you've got Nathan McKinnon, to me, one of the top three players in the whole NHL. Um, you know, and then you know, some of these some of these other guys, Lakinen, Rantanen, um, uh, Nishushkin. I mean, you know, I, 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 I kind of my jaw drops watching those guys, let alone Nathan. So I, I'm, you know, and I, they're playing against our Kraken, and I love a lot of our guys, and I think collectively, the Kraken are that team that you know we don't have any big star. You know, we're hoping Maddie kind of you know becomes a little more of that over time, but and McCann has a little of that, but you know, it's more of a collective kind of team. And they can and they can play toe to toe with these guys, but I you know, but if one bad thing kind of happens, you know they don't uh, 
It's lack of attention to details you mentioned, and it's just lack of like, you know, hey, we're still in this. Let's keep going. It was, um, we, I can, and reminded, this is reminding me of some games here and there over the years that it's just like, uh, there's like a give up. And I guess this happens to any team, but they just, they just get too deflated when one bad thing happens. You mentioned Maddie, and when I think about him, I just keep thinking about even into the preseason, I have seen him on the ice on his keister more than I have seen him ever. He's always, every time I look at him, he's either making a play, doing doing a good job, or he's on the ice. Is he getting over-aggressive and getting outmatched size-wise, speed-wise? What's happening? It's like he needs a sharpen or something. I don't know. Well, first of all, I think I'll get on that. Um so we know he's small. Even my wife has commented when we've been there in the building that he just looks felt like slender. He is. He's, I can't remember what he is, 175 or whatever. I think he put on eight pounds of muscle over the he's summer. 6'1. Yeah, something. He's a slender dude. I mean, obviously, you know, he's a yeah. skilled guy, but it's, he is skilled and he can work in traffic, you know, but. Like, for instance, there was a play when he came in the zone last night. He was doing all the athletic stuff that you do when you're at that level. But when you get bumped at, you know, at speed or some fancy move, you're going to flail. And he, I think he flares a bit of that up just to get out of it type of thing. I don't think it's like he went down easy type of deal. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, sure, yeah. It's just like a flail, like a swing off, and he goes down. It was right in front of us last night. So I know what you're talking about. Um, when you, talk about players like that i remember seeing shane Wright in camp last year not this was last year but he was going down pretty easy too where i thought it might be an edge thing i don't think it's anything with it. by the way you know the ice at climate pledge is super soft and rough again it's like i don't want to i don't want to get into some technical issues here but that ice is not good and i, I don't even right, have we to never thought i ever saw so much slush being picked up by the ice yeah then i did yeah, i think it, part of my commenting job every game is to watch that first shovel push at the seven eight minute mark uh that they do this mandatory during the commercial break or whatever uh and just watch the build up behind the net when because that's where it gets pushed before it gets canned and it preseason wasn't bad which was strange because it was actually warmer during the uh, preseason uh, the last night was horribly soft and mounded. And, you know, we've got a season change going on. It's The temperature dropped a little bit, but the barometric pressure is all whack right now, and the moisture is still in the air. That makes it really tough to make ice in any building. But come on, man. This is a state-of-the-art building. I don't want to talk about how they make water. I don't even want to get into that. I've worked in the water industry. You can figure the fucking thing out. All right. Um, let me see here. Remember your climate uh, pledge, Jim. Okay, sorry, whatever. <laughs> um, but getting back to the uh, the man, I don't think so. But you know what? He's getting bumped off. It's the other team's job, and the coach is to say, rub him off. He's their best player. Right. You know? If we could do that with McKinnon, but he's got stumps for quads, we would. And he's the one of the best skaters in the league, edge, power, power forward. The guy's so stable. But it's kind of like, uh, you know, going off tangent here a little bit, like, I love uh, Jagger Furkus like we all do in his potential. And he's a very small dude. He's 156 pounds. They say he's trying to put on weight, and he is. But his biggest thing is, like, right now, he's ripping it up in the WHL again. His point production is awesome. He's getting all kinds of praise. But when I saw him in camp, 
against the big boys and the speed chains and the upper league, you can see the minute this the, the space collapses and the time collapses, the game goes away. So I'm just giving an example of Fergus, but that's not yeah. where Maddie's at right now. But it is early in the season, and yeah, he's pointless. And here we are, four games in. You think he'd have a couple, but you could say that about six, seven guys on this roster, right? Oh yeah, I mean Burakovsky is looking, you know, maybe a little stale right now. You know, he's getting after a long injury. Just, just to jump back about Maddie, the hockey reference, and this is from the beginning of the season. This could be off uh, weight wise, but listed him six two one seventy eight. Um, I'm six one seventy seven, and I'm a pretty slender guy. So if somebody's six yeah. two one seventy eight, and you're playing, you know, NHL hockey, yeah, that's that's pretty slender. Yeah, I mean, for for Allison to comment on that almost every time, she, she knows what a hockey build for the most part kind of looks like, right? You know, when that pant gets filled up by that quad and whatever down the taper line. But yeah, he's just a. And I'm not picking him. I'm just, he's young, obviously. And he's, that's his build, but he's there. Obviously got him in the, uh, I can't remember if our, our strength guy, but he's obviously good. Um, it's going to work with him. All those guys need to be Volker. And I've always, you know, you've heard me, we've got small cookie cutter forwards on the wings. Um, some of those guys are stocky, but they're small. And we get rubbed out. I swear to God, Chris, every time we've gone to a game, you can see the size difference. And it's not the white uniform thing. Well, it, dep it, it depends on the team, but on the Colorado, right. a few others, yeah. It's like, oh, geez. Yeah. I remember, uh, and I assume it's similar. I mean, St. Louis has changed their roster quite a bit over the But I remember the first yes. 2021 against St. Louis. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to kill this team. <laughs> it's like, you know, oh, I know. And, bulky dudes back, back then. Yeah, exactly. But so that. And to answer that, I he is probably going down a fair amount, but I don't think he's going down easy. I think they're just rubbing him off. Yeah, you know. Well, it's just like he's, yeah, got, he's got time. Who's your star? And they, you know, pick on. And back in the old days, if that happened too much, uh, then you'd have your enforcer. You know, Semenko, Semenko with Gretzky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, McSorley and all those guys. Yeah, exactly. And so now, you know, we don't. It's not quite as part of the game anymore. So, yep. There you go. All right. Well, uh, boy, hopefully they can turn it around up. Uh, Jim, let's talk a little bit about our experience too, but, um, you know, a lot of it to say, obviously, you know, it's still, still a beautiful arena. It's been in the previous two years. Uh, if you, those of you who go to a lot of games, but you haven't been to one yet, um, you know, there's some, you know, few different vendor options here and there. There's, uh, where, uh, Big Chicken was. I guess Big Chicken's still there, but it they moved it or it's in the upper level. There's a new seafood place. I think it was called Bristol Bay Market or something. And there are a few other little different differences. But for the most part, it, it's the same. Uh, I did see a an email blast uh, the other day that, uh, speaking of Maddie, of course, he's the Calder uh, Trophy winner for uh, Best Rookie last year. Uh, rookie of the year, essentially, and uh, that trophy is going to be at, on display um, soon. Um, as we're we're taping this right before the Carolina game, so uh, maybe the Carolina game, or at least hopefully by the Rangers game um, on Saturday, they uh, they're going to be set that setting that up somewhere around the Modelo Bar, that big area, Modelo uh, Bar area that's. Uh, uh, right, not far from one of the escalators. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, a little different pregame, Jim. Eh? 
a little bit. Yes. Uh, I, you know, that that's going to be obvious, I think. And, you know, I, I, what is this, our third year? And then they also change it up, you know, like halfway to through the season. I am, it was, I mean, a lot of people were commenting that, oh, it's great and all. I did, to me, it wasn't, it was no big deal. It's just another, you know, you get used to those things, right? Um, they're kind of cool. I, I don't f- I feel like it had as much flow as some of the past ones for some reason. Um, I do, oh, getting back on some of that food, uh, there's like four different changes in there. And you were talking about big chicken. There's been a big chicken on the 100 level all along. Um, they moved still- the one downstairs. Right. Yeah, yeah. They moved the one downstairs and turned it into that, what you said, which, by the way, was also down at the other end at 20 mm-hmm. um, seafood joint. And I haven't tried the other ones yet. Whatever. I, I leaned on the old Carnatus uh, uh, last night, which was pretty darn good. But um, the uh, scoreboard, I like it. They They took the bottom ribbon information area and they added continually rolling stats uh of everything you know face-offs what have you that's a you and me were commenting a couple of times like whoa look at the face-off count <laughs> you know caught our eye I almost had to double check like it was on the right team side um it had everything you know it had uh, ice time everything so it's, there's pl- plenty to do and look up there the font is rather small so if you've got some vision issues you might want to figure that one out but Things yeah, are kind of, of in a little great. bit different place and they have the stats. It, it just has a different look. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, the in arena production with the team is is the same and always great. Uh, it's a good, cool, you know, it's fine. It was kind of cool to see ESPN there. I'd rather watch them like, you know, Ferraro between the glass from a distance and just kind of study that guy as opposed to watching the whole production on TV. Because, um, you know, that guy he's constantly like looking at his notes, taking notes. The guy studies the game like crazy. Yeah. You and, and I both noticed that he's like always, well, obviously not when he's on camera, but he's like always hunched over. You can yeah. just see studying. Yes. Look at, There's looking closely a, at the game. I mean, he's, he's a, he's an ideal guy to have in the, between the glass there. He's actually my favorite color guy and always has been, um, you know, and I just like seeing him over there. Uh, it's kind of funny though when when he's not doing anything and he's actually just watching the game. He has his hands in his pockets, and I always thought that was kind of strange because I always used to joke around with guys that work like, especially the older guys, like don't walk around with your hands in your pocket because when you trip, you go down on your face, you know. So I'm sitting there thinking about him like in the box and his hands in his pockets and some errant puck coming his way, like whoa, he's right off the forehead. And speaking of that, oh, that Lowry. happened last night with Lowry. Yeah, I didn't, Lowry got a I didn't, nick. I didn't even catch that last night. You know that? Well, I remember it going over there, you know, over the, the there was so it was the what we're talking about is a puck going in right. the, into the Kraken bench. And there seemed to be a little commotion, but I didn't really pay much attention to it. It was just okay, just went over there. And uh yeah, Lowry, the sister Gosha Lowry got got nailed. There was a little dent in the back of his uh bald spot there. And he totally handled it like a champ, though. You know, instant first of all, as soon as he turned, the trainers like got the the roll towel right on his head, basically. And he's walking down the, the, the runway. Like, I know what to do. I've done this in the game before. You know, <laughs> it's good. Oh, yeah. My arm uh, and legs have been dangling off before. Whatever. <laughs> deal with I, I saw it on TV. He, yeah, it was, I believe it was, uh, was it during a power play or a penalty kill? It was something like that. I can I tell you it was, it was play. I forget who yeah. Colorado. Yeah, it was like it came the, off a of Colorado stick. 
Yeah, it was like at the eight forty eight mark. Uh, yeah, somewhere in there because my my uh, daughter told me she got a screenshot of some stuff, so I I backed it up and went to it. So it was right around the yeah, and it was a, a clear out of there. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, a little bit of a gash in the so back we, there. You can see it. We have we have two coaches that have taken pucks pretty good now on the bench over over the three year history. McDermott was, took, was it McDermott? Uh, our our forward coach. Um, he took a good one. I think it was the first year, right. and I, I hey, remember getting remember screenshots. This, I don't think I was at that game. Oh, he took a nice gash, man. He took it right off the face, not off the head on the back. It was oh, okay. Okay, good one. yeah, it was the pitcher was all over us. So those guys, are, you know, it's a tough game. Yeah, the coaches need some <laughs> protection. Mm. Jeez. Well, there you go, guys. Um. Well, lot, lot, you know, like you said uh, earlier, uh, Jim, some tough games coming up or theoretically tough games, although in the NHL on any given day, uh, anybody can beat anybody. Uh, but um, we'll have a uh, Carolina Hurricanes game and a New York Rangers game to talk to next time. And also Detroit. Uh, they can beat Detroit. I can see that maybe being a win. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, two two coming up with Watch Carolina, it. Rangers, Red Wings, Panthers, and lightning uh coming up for the rest of this month so it's um no cakewalk for sure so um you know just just hoping they can turn it around and tighten up and the goalies seem to be doing their job so we, you know often that's been you know we've that's that's been our our worry and concern but um you know Ruben and joey have been looking fine so it's just it's just tightening tightening things up so a lot of hockey left let's not worry too much but uh you know yeah, we got to we got to catch up to that undefeated Vegas, you know. Well, geez, I know, and that's I, you know, I mentioned mentioned that to, to Jim before we started uh, started here. You know, two of the teams they lost to are, are two of the best records. Yeah, Vegas has eight points. Uh, Colorado has six um, in this young season. You know, everybody else is all kind of you know within each other. You know, one one to four points. But you have these two teams that are like noticeably way up there. Also, Ottawa, well, they're three and one. Uh, the Bruins are two and zero. Oh. Jeez, Jim, are they going to play any more games? What's going on with that? They're like two games. Everybody else has played like a bunch. So anyway, the bees have a lot yeah. to uh, catch up to. But yeah, there's some, and this happens any season. I mean, some teams start off well, and you know, some start badly, and it'll it'll flip later on. Well, you know, we'll see, but. Uh, Anyway, a lot of great hockey coming up, and we look forward to speaking about it. Um, lastly, before we wrap up, uh, a reminder here. We've got T-shirts, folks. Go to SeattleCrackenFanCast.com. Click on that shop link. We've got Kraken FanCast shirts. We've got Dunn and Larson Maritime Law Group shirts. Show your pride for your defensive tandem at the game. People wonder where you got that shirt, you know, and the, just tell them it's from the Seattle Kraken fan cast. So anyway, yeah. keep an eye out on those. I was wearing my fan cast shirt last, yesterday and our buddy gave one to our buddy, Mike. And, uh, Sasquatch NHL, Mikey. Sasquatch NHL, Mikey. Exactly. Yeah. So, nice. anyway, yeah. We have, we have fans from other podcasts, video casts. So uh, there you go. So, um, Anyway, and that that reminds me too. In the coming weeks, we'll probably get start getting some uh, guests on the show here. Um, hey, th thanks again for doing that. Uh, get, getting Tommy again, Nathan. Yeah, how was how was the you got any more uh, Vegas stories for us? How was how was your 
How was the rest of your Vegas time besides talking to Tommy and watching the game? Well, I'll make it somewhat short. We got there. We had a little bit of time to wait outside before we can get up to the suite level. And we got in, got up the elevator, went up to the Hyde Lounge. I texted Tommy, said, hey, buddy, we're, we're in the building. Where are you at? He said, I'll be right there. He said, meet me by the, uh, the cup. They've got a uh, wood Stanley Cup that they've painted gold. It's made out of a, a log. It's really cool. And uh, it was great to see him. The building filled up really fast. You know, oftentimes, you know, people start trickling in, you know, and thinking, wow, is this going to be it? No, it was people were filing in real fast. And uh, at one point in the Hyde Lounge, it was standing room only. And he got us, he got us hooked up with some uh, passes to one of the clubs down below. So we went down there and hung out and watched the whole game. I think I probably counted about 40 Kraken jerseys in the whole building, which didn't surprise me. It's, it's, they don't have a lot of room for outsiders there. They, they well, snatch it up pretty quick. I mean, you got, you, you had a little, little tough thing there. You the Stanley Cup champs. It's, it's a special day, you know, opening day. Yeah. Yeah, raising yeah, the banner. Yeah. yeah, there is that. Raising the banner was nice to see. It was a great atmosphere, seeing Tommy and talking with him and doing the interview. That was a lot of fun, as always. And again, he he extended another invite for us to come down whenever we want. He uh, he wants to see all our faces. So it's always good to go down there, get some sunshine, do a little bit of golfing, and watch a little hockey. It's a lot of fun. Appreciate him and all his hospitality. All right. Right on. Well, thanks again to Tommy for uh, being a part of that and being our pal. And yes, I need to uh, take him up on that for sure. All yeah. right. Well, anyway, folks, thanks for taking taking up your time and listening to us. We always appreciate all the uh, listeners and and um, and support. Um, thanks for tuning in as always. Uh, please keep in mind if you haven't already, please join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and our very own website, www.seattlecrackandfancast.com. Uh, we also hope you'll consider supporting us on our Patreon financial support platform. You can find more information on that at patreon.com slash crackandfancast. We're very grateful to all of our supporters, as always. And all right, so that's it for now. We'll be back in a few days. More Kraken talk, more game talk. Hopefully talk about some wins. For Jim Cockrell, Nathan Gunderson, and our fantastic producer, Jay Middleton, I'm Chris Porter. We thank you very much for tuning in. And as always, we say, go, 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 go Kraken. Kraken.